Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Guys, I got a bag of gold that's just burning a hole in my pocket. I know. There's so many things they set up the display in the window, and it looks so great, and I just like I want all the stuff. I could I could I could give you that 10% discount that you've heard. Well, really? I rolled so low. <laughs> I don't I don't care how ro- low you roll. Okay, so uh, I would like the scroll of color spray. Oh, uh, excellent scroll. And also the one of Eldritch Blast. Ooh, dangerous. So I've got this beautiful amulet, and then I've also got this scroll of detect thoughts. What we going to use that for, Glim? Well, you know, if we have to, like, interrogate a bad guy or, like, we're on the road and somebody drinks my special organic oat milk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, I've noticed that, that it does go it, missing for sure, you quite it, often. It wasn't me. You know. So he puts his three items up on the counter. There's the notebook of holding. There's the 10 stickers. Oh, you got them. And the scroll <laughs> of hellish rebuke. Those Bahamut posters. Oh, I, you were, right. I knew it. I th- knew that's so what you good. were looking at. And, because and then I thought, just, aroma, so stunning. aromas like us. Like, where am I going to put that up? It's not like I got a bedroom wall or anything. But I got some exactly. good ideas when I finally do settle down. Well, and now, like, as you drift off to sleep at night, you can just, like, picture each of those amazing images and kind of, like, go through the clicky clacker in your brain. You know, just mm, like so thinking good. through each of them as you drift off to sleep. That's what I do. Abs- absolutely. And the three of our heroes dream about Bahamut as we fade out on this episode. <laughs> the weirdest wet dream I ever had. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today is Carla Maxted. She, her, I am playing Narixus Acra, better known as Glim, who is also she, her, and a dragonborn paladin. And Amy Moore. She, her, and I play Sullivan Slight, also known as Sully. He, him, and he is a lightfoot halfling rogue. And Tom Laird. He, him, and I'm playing Moot, who also goes by he, him, and he is a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. How's everybody doing? Good. We went yeah, big shopping we went episode shopping. last week. Oh, oh, so nice to go shopping, finally. I'm exhausted still from that shopping. Little retail therapy always feels good. I said I said last week, but that's two weeks ago, yeah. Um, all these timelines are messing me up. Shopping episodes, darkest timelines. What's so happening? So much is happening. Time jumps, Whose shopping. Whose fault is that, Russ? That's mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> Full stop mine. Um, And I'm okay with it. Um, Where I'm okay with a lot of other decisions is some of our goals over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dumb Dragoncast, where when we hit 100 patrons, we do something really, we're going to do something really special. Super special. What is it? Tom and Amy and Carla are going to DM a game for me. Well, it just sounds like more work for us. Finally. (laughs) We're going to take turns. DMing a game where Russ plays the two main characters, one of which being everyone's favorite pirate goblin, Flamikins. That's me. And the other being everyone's least favorite, least favorite pancake chef, most favorite pancake chef. Oh, go fuck chef. yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that Grancis saying, oh, go fuck yourself? That was yeah. Grancis, yes. 
I don't think those words would come I out don't of think his so mouth. either. Look, He's been spending too much time with Flamigans. Francis has been spending a lot of time down in the abyss there. Oh boy. It's a dark timeline down there. Darker than what fucking Flint and Thea and Buck. Oh boy. Whoa. Wow. So right. I am a little I'm here again, for this okay. version About of Grancis. Um, you know, you're potty mouth yeah. Grancis we can expect if we hit that uh Hundred patrons. Francis might be like like a yeah, dirty Harry Clint Eastwood kind of feel to him now wow. coming up. Yeah, is he too old for this shit? He's, maybe he's Danny Glover. <laughs> maybe too. he's Danny Glover. Yeah. He's Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah, he's one week from retirement. Oh, damn. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. This yeah. week goes on forever though, because it is the abyss. Uh, yeah. But join us over at Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/DumbDragonCast, where when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron. Dixie Lovely. Dixie Lovely. Thank you, Dixie. You're so we always say like the funnest names. Lovely. Like oh, that fills my heart. That makes me happy. That's a good name. Thanks, Dixie. Thanks, Dixie. Join us today at patreon.com slash dumb dragoncast. And now fuck it, let's play. Glim, it's been pretty quiet on most fronts, specifically the uh, destiny front. Since you've arrived in Jarad Thamar, you pledged your oath, um, you made contact with Bahamut in some way, shape, or form, but not much has happened for you since. It's been uh, relaxing, could be a word that you could describe. I'm not going to say how that makes you feel, but you're currently out for a stroll with Ekif, taking in the beautiful day that it is, um, uh, pondering life and what comes next. It's just, you know, when you're looking forward to something for so long and then you do it and it's wonderful and it's like everything you ever could have dreamed and then you can kind of just like, just really sit in that for a while and then you're kind of just ready, like, what's the next thing? Like, I have this destiny to save the world, and I feel like Bahamut gave me, like, two thumbs up, and we're good, and I'm ready, and now, like, I told my friends the new next adventure would present itself, and, you know, it would be obvious, but I don't really know what to do. Like, it's really nice here, but... I need, I guess I'm a goal-oriented person, you know, like I train physically and I try and train Bahamut. Now I need like, I need a task. Right. Well, uh, yes, we've talked uh, at length about the tasks you require. You've cleaned so well. Um, You've organized all of the book. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was a bit dusty in there and it just like, it looks... Yes. I don't want to brag or anything, but it looks, you know, like it seems like a more used temple now. And I mean, it is it by me, but, yeah. you know, like some others might come. I left those pamphlets at the Zetmart. So I am assuming at any point more more people are going to definitely had some interest, which is uh, which is new. Uh, it's not that it's, it's not that the turnout has ever been uh, poor, but uh, we just uh, Bahamut themselves are. One who doesn't tend to draw too much attention. Uh, Not to say that you're doing anything wrong. I hear it now as I say it, that this is what you you have been doing. You've been trying to draw attention to Bahamut, which gratefully appreciated. He's just normally like a more chill kind of dude. He's a chill dude. Yeah. Chill dude. Real sit back and relax. Just let things be. And when, when opportunity presents itself, then... Then it's time to act. As we have discussed many times since you've arrived, the book, it had nothing beyond until you pledged your oath and then new writings appeared, which you still say you did not write. No. Right? No, I mean, I wasn't in there like totally swearing an oath and just like writing. I mean, Scribbling I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. A religious text. I mean, I showed yes you those no. writing samples too, so you like know... Mm-hmm. For sure. I know that you believe me, but like just for yes, my own course. peace of mind, I wanted to prove like that wasn't me. No, uh, of course, Glim. I totally. You know what? Let's let's enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, spend some time talking about perhaps something something other than other than your destiny. 
Yeah, like what are you into? You know what? I'm so rude. I can't even I get no, so focused on fine. my own stuff. But like, heck if what it what's your story? Beadwork. Really? Like necklaces yes. or like on clothing yes. or uh clothing tapestries. Wow. Um, I like to weave uh wool and bead. Uh, to create intricate designs and wow, I'd love to see images. some of that. Oh well, I do have some. Are you selling it in the market or just like for your own fun? Uh, no, I I I I donate them. Oh, uh, for charity work, of course. Mm-hmm. And they they do tend to fetch quite high prices um, for for the charities who put them up. Uh, so I, mean, I guess that in and of itself, um, raising money for children and the and the and the needy and. Uh, and the star and the starving individuals um, has been has been uh, a little a little calling a little artsy calling yeah. of mine I guess you could say. Wow. Um, I do have uh, I could I could show you some of them throughout uh, throughout Gerard the Mar. Uh, I, I'm I'm working on one right now. It's uh, it's of uh, it's of Bahamut's canaries. Right. Wow. I yes. would, I mean, I would be honored if you would show me some of your work. I don't know that many artists. Let's go take a look. And after the day, maybe we'll go, we'll go take another look through the book. And, and just see if we miss something the last 75 times we've been through it. Okay, sounds great. The two of you walk off back to go uh, peruse some of Ekif's artwork throughout Drothamar. As you're walking through the, the merchant's floor you pass by a new buffet and you don't pay too much attention to it but the camera stops and inside is moot he is one of the first people to sample this new buffet the sign which is lit up with brilliant color lights and fireworks went off for the grand opening Moot was invited because of his his excellent reviews of all of these buffets and he was invited personally by Sir Schlops. Delicious. <laughs> Sounds appetizing. I hope that's not the name of the restaurant, is it? Or is that the owner? I'm going to need you to spell out Schlops for me, Russ. S-C-H-L-O-P-S. I want to know if I'm right. S-H-L-O-P-S. Mm-hmm. Schlops. Delicious. It's kind of onomatopoeic. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sir Schlops comes out to your table. <laughs> Sir Schlops. And he, he comes up to you and he says, so is everything to your liking so far? I, I see that you're sampling the uh, blub, uh, the blubber baked barnacles. Uh, they are um, what I was most excited about. At first, I was not intrigued by them when I when I read the placard in front of the mm, dish, I will mm-hmm. be honest with you, but yes. after trying them, they are much better than I thought they would be. Oh, good. Good to hear. I, I can't. That is uh, from from you. That is quite the review. You are a hard, hard man to please in the buffet field. Well, just some of them, you know, you go and then half the dishes that were there last time that you really enjoyed aren't there or they haven't got enough of them and they go out so fast and then there's not enough plates because you want to go up a few times and it's just it's a whole thing and but you know you're doing it right here sir schlops oh thank you so much <laughs> you know uh you've sampled most of the things on on uh on the table here you've got the celebratory goat stew for our grand opening mm, uh, delicious the, the goat and quail egg omelet a little bit of a goat theme going on here the roasted sure, tarantula yeah. what did you think of those very crispy, very tasty. Where'd you get goat eggs? Goat and quail egg. That's what I said. Uh-huh. Where'd you get the goat egg? Goat and quail egg. Yeah. So like ham and egg. I'm making a I'm making a joke. Amy, I don't know if you scene. understand how omelets work. <laughs> so let me break it down. Uh, I know you need a lot of eggs, Carla. I'm wondering where the goat eggs came from. As someone who had okay. omelets daily when he was in Mexico for two weeks last year at this time. <laughs> Top notch. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Sorry, the roasted tarantula. What did you think of those? Oh, so crispy. And, you know, I thought the the legs would be off-putting, but really just added to the crunch factor. Very tasty. (sighs) It was a delicacy I came across. I'm not certain the city name, but they also sold potatoes. Oh, I've been there. 
You have. I have. Let me just flip through my notebook to find out where that was. Oh, well, while you do that, I'm just going to run back and get something really quick here. If only I had a service to transcribe my old notebooks into my new endless notebook. That way the information would be instantly where I wanted it. Do you not get the joy, though, of rewriting your notes? Were you guys not those students? No, I hated rewriting my notes. It helped me learn, but I hated it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, I like do it. them all shitty in class. And yeah. And I get my good, colorful pens out and I'd make them perfect. Me too. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're I, the same person, Carl. Because we're cool. Right? That's yeah, right. Totally cool. Um, I'm going to go back and get you something that's off off menu here. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying it out. Um, it's the squeaver chili served with a cool glass of Beholstein milk. What? Oh, oh okay. Um, that sounds like a thing <laughs> that you just said. I, I'm not even going to just, I'm just going to even gonna wait. And uh, you're just going to love it. You're going to love it. I will explain it once I come back. He runs off into the back uh, I'm kitchen. sorry. Holstein milk? Be Holstein. <laughs> oh, God. We'll explain it when we come oh, back. I don't think... Okay. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Solomon Slight, you didn't quite realize exactly how on edge you've been until you stopped needing to worry about the cult finding you or just being in the general vicinity of cult faces. You've kept watch frequently on the Church of Tiamat, and no one save for a cleaning crew, really, has been coming or going. And mostly the cleaning crew is coming and going because of the things that you keep writing on the door. (laughs) Being the most carefree you've been in a long time, and having found some perhaps different or new direction... What has Sully been doing with his days? Because Sully has pretty much been preoccupied with the Cult of the Dragon since forever. Um, And since he doesn't have to look over his shoulder here, uh, I think he's... He's taken those pamphlets and he is going to these. uh, He is going to edumacate himself and learn how to use a staff of... The adder. Um, it's a bitchin' so looking staff. It is. It's a delightful looking staff, um, and it looks like it holds a lot of power. Now you were handed, um, you were handed pamphlets for different schools uh, that you could go, or different people that you could see. Um, one was more of a religious path, taking you down a path of a cleric. Uh, another led you towards a more earthy druid, and the other towards a warlock. Which, uh, on on surface, doesn't seem quite as upfront as the other two paths. Uh, a little more of a dark flavor to it. Um, it's very uh, the the candles are lit that uh, emit a black light as you walk in. Well, are the Sanderson sisters going to come? Maybe. I I don't know. I feel like I should know the reference, but I don't. A virgin lights the black flame candle mm-hmm. from Hocus Pocus. Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Thank you. I saw you smile, Carla. That Ho- was for you. Hocus Pocus too coming to Disney Plus sometime in the near future. I know. I'm. I'm so torn about it. We're not talking about it. It's fine. You brought it up. <laughs> so I, I guess you looking at those pamphlets. Where does Sully go first, or where has Sully been? And what is catching his eye? I think Sully has already been to the clerics. So who is it that you're uh, devout to? Uh, well, 
I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of looking around and just kind of sussing out. There's a very rotund dwarf in front of you. He's uh, graying. He's got the hair, like the Picard hair, but it's like sticking straight out. Oh, so it's a little more Danny DeVito. A little more Danny. (laughs) Yep. There's a Danny DeVito with a long beard in front of you. Oh, God. Hey, who are you devout to? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of like. You know. Well, I, who are you devout to? I devout to Paylor. Who's that? Paylor's the god of sun and summer. He's the keeper of time. Okay, go on. Okay, he supports those in need, opposes all that is evil, is lord of the agriculture and the bountiful harvest. What more do you need to know? Have is I not like, sold you? Bada bing. Is he, is he like best friends with Bahamut? Oh, they, they, I'm sure they go and get uh, a little coffee here and there. I mean, they have very similar similar ideologies that come across. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, I already have one of those people who talks to me about Bahamut all the time. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to pass. Okay. So you're looking for more of an, a general opposite? You're looking for like a god of something not good? Like nope. a god of pain? Like no. a god of like war? No, I'm not. I think I'm just not looking for a god at all. Oh, well, what do you do? Okay, well, what? How can I convince you? Sully starts to slowly. It looks like back you're trying to work a few the... different angles here. What? No, man, I'm just looking we to throw learn. In but... Fifty I don't... gold in a party. What? Are you bribing me to join your cult? Palor wouldn't do that. This is weird. I'm leaving. But I might. Bye. He scurries out of there. Like, uh. Uh-uh. Too, too much God. Divino energy was way too much for me. Um, I think he wants to go next to the druid. You enter into. Actually, you have to leave uh, the main pyramid. You have to go into the forest. Oh. Um, and you enter. Uh, nope. Sully doesn't want to do it. Sully goes. To- <laughs> you don't even want to get a description of it. Yeah, no. Nope. Okay. I don't think Sully would leave the pyramid and go into a forest by himself. Okay. He gets kidnapped in forests. <laughs> And in towns. You know what? In in large public spaces, it feels pretty safe. Going out there in the wide, wide world just ain't gonna ain't gonna do it. So he's gonna go to the warlock because he's too scared to go into the forest. Okay. By himself. Uh, The door opens and there is a woman. She's uh how tall is Sully? Mm, Five nope. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's how tall Amy is. Three foot five. So we. So we. So we. You enter, and uh, like I said, it's a it's a dark office, Um, and there's paintings on the walls, not of anything in particular, just like uh, abstract art is what it looks like. Just surface value. That's what it kind of looks like, and there's like glowing paints that you see. Kind of spread all is there around. A black light in here somewhere. Yeah, there's black candles lit. I've already said that. Part. Oh, so <laughs> we, we skipped light. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's black candles lit that illuminate some of the uh, the iridescent paintings. Is there anyone raving in the corner? Uh, there's nobody immediately as you walk in. Okay. Uh, stepping out from a, a, a back room is an older woman. She's uh, only probably about a foot, foot and a half taller than you are. She's very. Uh, very slim. She has like red and yellow clothing. There's almost like this gray, you could confuse it for smoke, but it's like wisp around like her her figure. And she says, yes, can I help you, sir? Oh, <laughs> uh, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Sullivan Slight. Um, and, and you are? And Teresa. Uh, it's it's uh it's very nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, I am searching for a a kind of a mentor a little bit, uh, to help me uh with some learning. Oh, okay. And you've come here because, uh, you are called by unknown voices. What? No. Uh, you have an affinity for magic. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's an affinity. Kind of like, and he pulls out from behind him the staff and was like, well, I got oh. this stick. Okay, 
I just, just since we just said Sully's height, I'm wondering, is the staff on his back always like four feet above his head? Yeah, oh, it's, no, massive. it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I steal this? No one knows, but you said you did, and Victoria didn't didn't dispute it. She didn't dispute it. Ah, Victoria, beautiful person. Let me get away with shit. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, So, yeah, I got this, the staff of the Adda. Might I see it while you explain? Uh, Sure, yeah. Uh, No funny business, no. Of course. Do you know what it can do? Got one of those stickers on there, so it's fine. (laughs) That's right. I put a sticker on there. If you put a sticker on it, would it automatically hurt her? I was just thinking if she like tried to swipe it, but never mind. Well, no, but, it is only swiping stuff, isn't it? If not I if give you hand something it to that them. has a sticker, yeah, no, it's yeah, uh, okay. Well, there's yeah. a there's a sticker on she, the very bottom. She did serve. She did succeed the check though, so she's oh okay, yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, no funny business though, because I'm I have no idea what this thing does. I would really like to learn about it. She though. taps it on the ground, and suddenly the head is a black snake that is identical to the head of the carved snake that you saw previously, and it like jumps out at you. Oh, uh, Sullivan like jumps back and falls on his ass, and then does like a like a crab walk backwards. Uh-huh. Jesus, warn a guy first. You look back and it like moves to her and then moves back into position and then locks back into place as a wooden staff. That's terrifying. This is a very powerful piece of equipment you have. I can, I now see that. What a weird gift for someone to give me. <laughs> and you say you wish to control it. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, otherwise I'm, I just have a giant stick I'm hitting people with. It's just uh do you find yourself constantly in search of the answers to secrets? Looking deeper into unknown. Like like how I don't know how to use this staff? Uh, that could be. Are <laughs> 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 we thinking there might not be a deeper level to <laughs> it's very surface level. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, you constantly are searching for the knowledge of what cr- makes our world turn. Well, that that's a, like, I mean, that's a real big question. I don't think you get anything done in your day if you if you if you if you if you thought about that all the time. Have you thought about what is beyond what we can comprehend? You know what? There's a lot I don't comprehend sometimes, so... You seem like a clean slate. You know what? That's uh, that's probably the nicest way someone's ever put it. If you wish to control this staff, Sully, it was, yes? Ah, uh, yes. We do have an opening. Uh, an opening for a student yeah. to yes. specifically learn about this staff or to search for all the mysteries in the world. Well, one is hand in hand with the other. Oh, gosh. You must learn. Big responsibility. You must, you must learn how to harness magic. You can't just create. And she snaps the staff on the ground again and the snake comes back. It doesn't jump out at you or anything. It just begins to move. What do you wish to gain from this? I would like to use it in a in in battle. Okay. I can do that for you. I feel like though that you're asking for a lot more cuz it's not just going to be like Where does your training lie? You seem some like someone who knows something about the world. You seem like someone who has certain level of knowledge. I see behind your eyes there is a a wanting for knowledge, an escape from fear. Well, I, well, I mean, doesn't everybody want to escape from the fears? Maybe. Not everybody walks through these doors, though. Well, I see. I got this pamphlet here. Mm. So. Of course. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, it. this seems real, like... Religious too, like do you not, like follow any specific kind of god? Or? Not in and of itself, no. Power comes from 
beings or places beyond our comprehension. Those aren't necessarily gods, though. It's like so heavy for Sully right now. <laughs> I'm debating between going to the dark side and being like, okay, thanks. You really gave me something to think about. Taking the staff back, bringing it over to Zed Martin, being like, give me 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the, maybe the dude at Zed Martin will want to swap you for something straight up. If you want to think on it, we can come back. Yeah, let's come back. There's a, Sully's in a quandary. He's, he doesn't know what to do. Welcome to the middle. This is the place where all the things are told. Oh, it's getting kind of spooky in here. Yeah, it's a real like ghost of Christmas present vibe going on here. Right? Yeah, foretold seven years hmm? ago. And now, ghost of Abraham Lincoln. I'm not sure what's I'm not sure maybe what's having happening a stroke. Just yep. immediately. Just immediately Axel Foley. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, whoo. Hey, we have friends. We do. Yeah. And we want you to go listen to them uh, because they put on really amazing shows as well. Uh, one of those shows is from a good dear friend of ours, uh, Travis Vengroff and Caitlin Statz. Who we met. Yes. In person. And played a game back with. Back when you could meet people in person. Yeah, back in the olden times. For PodCon? Yeah, yeah that was so fun. It was great It was fun. a time. Loved it. Travis uh, and his uh, lovely wife, Caitlin, uh, make this show called Dark Dice, among others. But Dark Dice is a, a highly edited Dungeons & Dragons actual play audio drama. And he takes a lot of time making sure that the soundscape is just perfect. Not just me blowing into a microphone. <laughs> and it edits down the, the, the combat section so it's, it's succinct and action-filled and climactic. And it's dark. Like, it's scary. Not a show for Carla. No, I can't even listen because it's too scary. I'm sure yeah. it's very good, though. I've heard nothing but good things. I know someone, guys, I know someone who's on that show. Who? Really? Who? His name is Russ Moore. He oh, is Oh, I've heard of him. That loser. Oh, God. I will not have you saying anything bad yep. about Russ Do Moore. Do not disparage our friend Russ Moore. <laughs> hey, this is the one time it's going in my favor. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, season two. So they just wrapped season one. Um, and uh, season two, I'm a part of it. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. Probably not. What is just that? Have that I already let the cat it. out of the bag? Maybe yeah. that's too much already, but... <gasps> I play character, beep, and, it, and then we get into crazy, beep, and you're not going to believe what happens when we get to beep. So look forward to that in season two, but catch up on season one before that happens. Do that. Good call. Uh, and then before or after you listen to that, come join us in the Reckless Play Guild over on Facebook. Uh, our link is down in the description. It's our Facebook group over there that we share with Dark Dice, the Lucky Die, the end of time and other bothers. Um, and it's a great community uh, where you can share and talk about the shows. And we'd love to see you over there after you listen to Dark Dice or before. Or at the same time. Multitask. Ooh. Do it. Phones are magic. They can do all these things at once. It's true. I didn't mean to explain how phones work to you. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get back to the episode there. Uh, there goes Russ phone splaining again. <laughs> yeah. You know me. Big phone splainer. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Moot. Sir Schlops comes back out with the dish that he... <laughs> now, it's... His name is Sir Schlops, not the restaurant, is, and he is not Sir Schlop, and then it's an apostrophe S, but he is Sir Schlops. He is Sir Schlops. The restaurant okay. is Sir Schlops, with an apostrophe yep. after. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sir Schlops is. Yep. <laughs> There's God. no extra S, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, this is the squeever chili served with a cool glass of Beholstein milk. Have you had such a thing? Now, I've had milk before. But usually cow, sometimes almond. Mm. What exactly is this milk again? Uh, well, it's the Beholstein milk. It's a truly a special prize of dairy farms across the realms as its back half is separated from the useful bit. So fertilizer can go directly where it needs to. Walk me through this again. <laughs> 
The Beholstein is truly a special prize of dairy farms across the realm as its back half is separated from the useful bits. So well, I, I didn't just mean again go... with the same info. I meant, you know, some more info about it. Oh, well, this is what they told me at Cook Culinary School. It's a, it's supposed to be it's very tasty. It, okay, I it's mean, milk. I'll I'll give it a shot. Please do. The squeever, you didn't even ask about the squeever. That wasn't the the concerning part of the dish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be. No, it's Are you fine. Sure. I I give it a try. Uh you taste it. Uh let's um uh, let's roll something. That Sure. We haven't rolled for taste before. For Flavor Town. For Flavor Town. Roll for Flavor Town. Um, um what are we thinking? Uh, the way you like something is not going to be perception. It's going to be it's going to be fall under like insight. Or it could be, I guess, just survival. <laughs> it could be survival. It could be like I'm a thinking sh- like persuasion. Well, he, you want, yeah, yeah. It could be persuasion. Like how based on how the flavors come? I said if flavors. You're, if you're the chef in Ratatouille, or not the chef, the critic in Ratatouille, yeah. then you roll for history. Sure. Yeah, but that's quite specific. Yeah. Um, Am I the critic from Ratatouille? <laughs> Are you? That's a personal question only you can answer. We haven't clarified Fair. that yet. Yeah. hasn't come up. Yeah. I think I am. <laughs> All right. Well, um, whatever whatever we decide here, it's either, I think, what, what did we say? Uh, persuasion or history? Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's let's go persuasion. I'm, okay. I'm good with that. Then anytime we need to check Flavortown, we're going to go persuasion for future roles. Okay. Uh, love it. Uh, 12 for persuasion. It's an okay, not great. It feels like it's a dish that has a lot of potential. It has, it's like one of those dishes that it like either grows on you or it's one that you just like instantly. It's not one that's bad, but it's one that. I think this one's a grower instead of a shower. Exactly. <laughs> the Beholstein. <laughs> Sir, Sir Schlops, it's um, I think you're I think you're on the right track here, but I think it just needs a little fine tuning in the long run. Oh, yes. Do you have any suggestions? Well, I don't really know if the milk goes with it mm. too well, to be perfectly honest with you. Yes. And I was concerned about that when they when the salesman gave me the description of it, he, he really sold it up. The back half separated from its useful bits, fertilizer goes directly where it needs. It ju- it's just a it's just a song and dance that just swept me away. Sure, and I get that. Um, a confusing song and dance. Yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah, I think just a, a little, hmm, little longer with the braising time and oh. not not the milk. Get get rid yes. of the milk. Well, the squeever is a tough meat, so yes, I could I could see that, and then remove the milk. Give some, bring something different in, perhaps not dairy. Uh, but perhaps some acidity, uh, perhaps something that was a little bit of, just a little bite to it might cut through a little bit more. Could do. Mm. Mm. Well, um, please help yourself to anything else you desire. We're going to be letting in the uh, letting in the general public now. Um, if you, uh, pl- you know, hopefully you've enjoyed most parts. This one, of course, not a regular menu item. You're free to mention it if you desire in your review. Um, but I look forward to seeing what you write for us. I look forward to seeing what I write for you, too. <laughs> it's always nice to go home and, like, think about this for a little while before you really before you really jot down your thoughts. Mull over the flavors, the, the whole experience. I hope the ambiance was quite right for you. Oh, delightful. I love that everyone eats out of a trough. That is just a delightful twist on the buffet. I thought that, you know, you know, why... <laughs> Why, with the formalities of plates and cutlery, just go straight to it? Exactly. The useful bits are separated so that the fertilizer is closer to where it needs. I can't even remember what it was supposed to be, but it's just all well together. I just feel like it really works with the merch that you're selling, with the schlopping it up. I think yeah. it's perfect. You've really tapped into the essence of Sir Schlops. I'm going to think about this. I look forward to your review. Have a good day. Of course, the entire thing is is covered. Um, we'll see you next time, hopefully. Uh, 
I would I would have to think I would be back. Bring your friends. It'll be great. He uh, clears some of your dishes and walks back into the kitchen. Moot raids the dessert table on his way out. <laughs> yes. And uh, he just, like, gets a hose and just sprays out the trough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything about this. I just look up Holstein because I'm like, because at first I was like, I'm pretty sure Holstein. It's a Bill Holstein. B-E I know. Holstein. But listen where I'm going with this. This is downtime talk. Remind me. Yeah, later. no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, you hit up the dessert table. There's a pound cake with sugary lemon drizzle. There's chocolate zucchini cakes coated in powdered sugar and crown of strawberries. There's a frangipan style <laughs> baked custard. Frangipan. Frangipan. There's a frangipani style baked that? custard that uses flour from exotic faraway seeds. Moo just helps himself to the lemon meringue pie and just takes the whole thing. Uh, and then you, you, you take the whole thing and then you walk by and then you see the Jurtenbre. Massive boule of dark rye bread enriched with bone meal, resulting in a beefy, slightly crunchy bread. It catches your eye. Does it? I'll be back for you next time, bread. <laughs> <laughs> bone meal in it? Very hearty. Right? Yeah. Helps plants yeah, grow. Yeah, it does. Helps moots grow too, I guess. Yep. Well, I need all the help I can get after shrinking six <laughs> inches at a time. You might be willing to try so. some uh, strange, offbeat remedies. Yeah. The door opens to the citadel, and Ekif and Glim, you enter. Um, it says, "Well, that's all the pieces that I've uh, throughout the pyramid. The entire. I think you've seen most of the pyramid today. You know what? It was." Seeing your work was unbelievable. And then I felt like, yeah, I had this guided tour of all these like fancy offices of people who have all this money and like bought your pieces to as a tax write-off for charity or like, I don't really know how that works, but uh, something. We don't, yeah, we don't talk about that. Something, but yes. something like that. But yeah. oh my goodness, the one of Tiamat, like, nope, that's a different guy. <laughs> Was surprising and upsetting. Yeah. She was cowering. She was cowering in a corner next to the, the absolute might of her brother, Bahamut. And then Bahamut over top. And then there's a rainbow and there was a cloud and lightning. And it was just like you could you could feel the force of the battle, but the beauty of the peace afterwards with the rainbow. And just that you captured that in this like tapestry beadwork was it i've never i mean ugh, i cried i've never it's, it was so powerful it brings a tear to my eye to hear you describe it in such a beautiful way thank you well thank you oh, i've forgotten entirely what we're doing here oh the, the book right we were gonna look at the book again and see if it gives like i've really been looking for a like glim Next, you need to, but, you know, we've looked a lot of times and there isn't really anything that mm -hmm. clear, maybe. So maybe you could help with, um, like, some subtext in the new writing right. that's appeared yes. and, like, that would, would help point me in my next direction. Right. Yes. Um, he says, come have a seat. Uh, he, you seat. And he brings the book over and he begins flipping through and says, well, we've been through... Of course, the beginnings of the world and and everything. We can skip over some of this because uh, really, it's uh, there's not much subtext in um, creation of, of things and beings and other other deities. And um, uh, let's get more to the end here. And, uh, he flips to the page that um, you had seen written the inscription. You know, protect your friends, protect your people, um, save the world, or however it was phrased. And then he. He flips a couple pages and again, all blank right to the end there. And then he flips back and as he's flipping back into some of the text, you catch sight of a, a new inscription appearing as he's kind of quickly flipping past. Eskif, wait, wait, wait. I think I, I think I saw something in there. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, he flips back a few pages to, um, the final page of entry, and he's, I think, I think you're right. And by the time he gets back to that page, there's a full inscription there. 
it is in larger printing than anything preceding it. The first line states, Saviors missing, realms tearing apart, seek your start in Hardcastle. Ekif speaks up. He's, Hardcastle isn't... Hardcastle's 300 miles away, give or take. It's not, in the big picture, not as far as you traveled to get here by any stretch. What does that mean, Savior's missing? If you're destined to save the world, you're right here. How could that... What, what could that mean? Well... I mean, I'm probably not the only one. Right. I know that my friends are going to help me, but I didn't think like single-handedly. I mean, maybe I did a little bit, like between you and me, Eskith. Like I did kind of maybe think like maybe kind of single, not single-handedly, but like me and my friends, you know, maybe. But that's probably, that's, I'm probably getting a bit big for my britches there. Right. Yes. No, it's good, good not to get too ahead of ourselves. Isn't Bahamut amazing? Like, I said I wanted clear instructions. And here is at least a start. And now, like, I at least, I, we need to go to Hardcastle. Wow. Every day I'm just reminded about his greatness, you know? It's truly amazing. Nothing written until a few weeks ago when you showed up. And then... Now he's, like, sending us messages, basically. This appears to be a way that he he's speaking with you. He folds up the book. Waits a moment to see if anything else appears, but after nothing does, he folds up the book and he kind of props it in his lap and then moves it over to your lap. I think this is better served with you, especially if you're leaving. Do you, but don't you need it for? No. I mean, it's the book. It's the one book that is here. It's the one book. I have read it several times. Within the past week alone, uh, I have it entirely memorized. I will spend my days transcribing what I know from the first portion, and then hopefully when our paths cross again, I will be to be able to expand upon it with anything new that has appeared for you. Well, wow, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is... You're just you're just filling my heart to bursting, basically. You are truly amazing, Glenn. Well, thanks. Thanks for everything. I know I can be a bit hard to take sometimes. Not at all. You have a massive heart. Well, I guess I've got to talk to my friends first, but we'll probably head to Hardcastle now that we know where we need to go next. So, um, I hopefully I'll see you again before I go, but if I don't, thanks. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Be safe. As the book says, take care of yourself and your friends. Now I'm going to give him a hug and then probably doesn't really want it, but I'm giving it. He accepts, <laughs> he accepts it. And it's a, a soft pat with, with one arm. And I'm going to go tell my friends about stage two of our destiny. <laughs> this time it's personal. Ha! <laughs> we see Ekif uh, walking back into his chamber, which is another room just off uh, off the main room, and he comes out with a large blank book. He seats it on the table and he begins writing. The song Long Road Ahead is by Kevin MacLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com or boomlibrary.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Mark Hartless, Jack Green, Stevie, 
Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Derelith, Devin Michaels, Aaron Stevens, and Ray Serbak. To find out more about how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, visit us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where you can have exclusive access to 50-plus hours of bonus audio content, create in-game NPCs and items, as well as play games with the cast. Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Where does some milk come out of their eyeballs? What's happening? You don't even know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I just had a Holstein. No, but he's talking about, this is like, a fantasy world. Okay, I, we'll I find know. out when he comes back. Take, take no, what you we'll, know we'll... and throw it away. <sighs> I don't know what town we are in. I can't find the notes. Gerard the uh, It was... It was around. No, no it was around <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. God, yeah. where was it? Was, potatoes. Uh, potatoes. It was right before the Rick and Morty episodes. Yeah, um, we were doing odd jobs there. I'll see if I can find it, Tom, because I'm sure was, I probably I have potatoes written name. in giant letters. That's okay. We can. Well, go that's on. what I was looking for too, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um. Okay, we'll go on to Sully here while while you're trying All to right. find that. Was it previous weekend at Strahd's or after weekend at Strahd's? After weekend at Strahd's. Okay, really? that was. That was last Halloween. Like a year ago, Halloween. I don't know. Time, man. Sullivan Slight. Uh, tending the night garden. I'm getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> Paylor's the god of... Mm, fuck. <laughs> so close. So close. I think he's the god of light. It's on the uh, tip of your tongue. And let's see if I wrote it down. It's always a fun yeah. game to play when you're DM. <laughs> let's see if I have it. <laughs> Somewhere? Something about bone meal bread? I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> all right. I have a lot of weird recipes in here, but... Uh, yeah. Um, not the inscription I was looking for. Dungeons & Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable & Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, moon base, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps. The bits they'd forgotten about are thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out. The final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta, out.